Hello all my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie JoJo's Library. My library is open to all listeners, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. This month, we're going to be reading fairy tale stories, and there'll be a special spooky story that's released close to Halloween. This episode, I'm going to be reading The Three Little Pigs from the Green Fairy Book. Let's get started. There was once upon a time a pig who lived with her three children on a large, comfortable, old-fashioned farmyard. The eldest of the little pigs was called Brownie, the second, Whitey, and the youngest and best-looking, Blackie. Now, Brownie was a very dirty little pig, and I am sorry to say spent most of his time rolling and wallowing about in the mud. He was never so happy as on a wet day when the mud in the farmyard got soft and thick and slab. Then he would steal away from his mother's side, finding the muddiest place in the yard, and would roll about it and thoroughly enjoy himself. His mother often found fault with him for this and would shake her head sadly and say, Oh, Brownie, someday you will be sorry that you did not obey your old mother. And no words of advice or warning could cure Brownie of his bad habits. Whitey was quite a clever little pig, but she was greedy. She was always thinking of her food and looking forward to her dinner. And when the farm girl was seen carrying pails across the yard, she would raise up on her hind legs and dance and caper with excitement. As soon as the food was poured into her trough, she jostled Blackie and Brownie out of the way in her eagerness to get the best and biggest bit for herself. Her mother often scolded her selfishness and told her that someday she would suffer for being so greedy and grabby. And I'm going to be honest with you, Auntie Jojo is uh, quite a lot like (laughs) Whitey the pig. Blackie was a good, nice little pig, neither dirty nor greedy. He had a nice, dainty ways for a pig, and his skin was always as smooth and shiny as black satin. He was much clever. He was much more clever than Brownie and Whitey, and his mother's heart used to swell with pride when she heard the farmer's friends say to each other that someday the little black fellow would be a prize pig. Now the time came when the mother pig felt old and feeble and near her end. One day she called the three little pigs around her and said, My children, I feel that I am growing odd and weak, and that I shall not live long. Before I die, I should like to build a house for each of you. As this dear old sty in which we have lived so happily will be given to a new family of pigs, and you will have to turn out. Now, Brownie, what sort of house would you like to have? A house of mud, replied Brownie, looking longly at a wet puddle in the corner of the yard. And you, Whitey, said the mother pig in a rather sad voice, for she was disappointed that Brownie had made such a foolish choice. A house of cabbage, answered Whitey, with a mouth full and scarcely raising her snout out of the trough in which she was grubbing for some potatoes. "'Foolish child, foolish,' said the mother pig, looking quite distressed. "'And you, Blackie?' turning to her youngest son. "'What sort of house shall I order for you?' "'A house of brick, please, mother, as it will be warm in the winter and cool in the summer and safe all year round.' 
That is a sensible little pig, replied his mother, looking fondly at him. I will see that the three houses have gotten ready at once. And now one last piece of advice. You have heard me talk of our old enemy, the fox. When he hears that I am dead, he will sure try and get a hold of you to carry you off to his den. He is very sly and will no doubt disguise himself and pretend to be a friend. But you must promise me not to let him enter your houses on any pretext whatsoever. And the little pigs readily promised, for they had always had such a great fear of the fox, of whom they had heard many terrible tales. A short time afterwards, the old pig died, and the little pigs went to live in their own houses. Brownie was quite delighted with his soft mud walls and with the clay floor, which soon looked like nothing but a big mud pie. But that was what Brownie enjoyed, and he was as happy as possible, rolling around all day and making himself such a mess. One day, as he was falling half asleep in the mud, he heard a soft knock on his door, and a gentle voice said, "'May I come in, Master Brownie? I want to see your beautiful house.' "'Who are you?' said Brownie. Startled with such a fright, for though the voice sounded gentle, he, was, he felt sure it was a frightened voice, and he feared it was the fox. "'I am a friend. I have come to call on you,' answered the voice. "'No, no,' replied Brownie. "'I don't believe you are a friend. You are the wicked fox against whom my mother warned us. I won't let you in.' "'Oh!' "'Is that the way you answer me?' said the fox, speaking very roughly in his natural voice. "'We shall soon see who is the master here.' And with his paws, he set to work and scraped a large hole in the soft mud walls. A moment later, he had jumped through it, and catching Brownie by the neck, flung him on his shoulders and trotted off with him to his den. The next day, Whitey was munching a few leaves of cabbage out of the corner of her house. The fox stole up to the door, determined to carry her off to join her brother in his den. He began speaking to her in the same uh, frightened but gentle voice in which he had spoken to Brownie, but it frightened her so much when he said, I am a friend come to visit you, and I have some of your good cabbage for my dinner. Please don't touch it, cried Whitey in the great distress. The cabbage, the cabbages are the walls of my house. And if you eat them, you will have to make a hole, and the wind and the rain will come through, and I will get cold. Do go away. I am sure you are not a friend, but our wicked enemy, the fox. And poor Whitey began to whine and whimper, and to wish she had not been so greedy, such a greedy little pig, and had chosen more solid material than cabbage for her home. But it was too late now, and in another minute, the fox had eaten his way through the cabbage walls and had brought the trembling, shivering Whitey to, to his den. The next day, the fox started off for Blackie's house because he had made up his mind that he would get the three little pigs together in his den and then kill them and invite all of his friends for a feast. But when he reached the brick house, he found the door was bolted so, in a sly manner, he began, Do let me in, dear Blackie. I have brought you a present of some eggs that I picked up in the farmyard on the way here. No, no, Mr. Fox, replied Blackie. I am not going to open my door to you. I know your cunning ways. You have carried off poor Brownie and Whitey, but you are not going to get to me. 
At this, the fox was so angry that he dashed with all his force against the wall and tried to knock it down. But it was too strong and well-built, and though the fox scraped and tore at the bricks with his paws, he only hurt himself, and at last he had to give up. He was limping away with his paws sore and bleeding. Never mind, he cried angrily as he went off. I'll catch you another day. See if I don't. And won't I grind your bones into powder when I get you in my den. Next day, Blackie had to go into the neighboring town to do some marketing and buy a big kettle. As he was walking home with it slung over his shoulder, he heard a sound of steps behind him. For a moment, his heart stood still with fear, and then a happy thought came to him. He had just reached the top of the hill and could see his own little house nestled at the foot among the trees. In a moment, he had snatched the lid off the kettle and had jumped in himself. Coiling himself around, he lay quite snug in the bottom of the kettle. While he had... While with his foreleg, he managed to put the lid on so that he was entirely hidden. Now the pig <laughs> fit in a tea kettle? <laughs> no, I, I was thinking more like a black cauldron, like a witch. Okay. I was thinking like a little tiny tea kettle. <laughs> cauldron <laughs> makes more sense. So this big old pig shoved himself in a little old bitty tea kettle. <laughs> With a little kick from the inside, he started the kettle off and down the hill it rolled <laughs> full tilt. And when the fox came up, all that he saw was a large black kettle spinning over the ground at a great pace. Very much to his disappointment, he was just going to turn around when he saw the kettle stop close to the little brick house. And in that moment, and in a moment later, Blackie jumped out of it and escaped with the kettle into the house where he barricaded himself and bolted the door. Oh, exclaimed the fox to himself, you think you will escape me that way, do you? We shall soon see about that, my friend. And very quietly, he prowled around the house looking for some way to climb on the roof. In the meantime, Blackie had filled the kettle with water, and having put it on the fire, sat down quietly for it to boil. Just as the kettle was beginning to boil, there was and steam was coming from the spout, he heard a sound like a soft muffled step, pitter-patter, pitter-patter, overhead. And the next moment, the fox's head and forepaws were seen coming down the chimney, but Blackie, very wise, had not put the lid on the kettle, and, with a yelp of pain, the fox fell into the boiling water, and before he could escape, Blackie had popped the lid on, and the fox was scalded to death. As soon as he was sure that the very wicked enemy was really dead and could do no further harm, Blackie started off to rescue Brownie and Whitey. As he approached the den, he heard their grunts and squeals. When Blackie appeared at the entrance to the den, their joy knew no bounds. He quickly found a sharp stone and cut the cords by which they were tied to, to a stake in the ground. And then all three started off together for Blackie's house, where they lived happily ever after. And Brownie, 
quit and gave up rolling in the mud, and Whitey ceased to be greedy, for they never forgot how nearly these faults had brought them to an untimely end. Thank you all so much for joining me in my library for the reading of The Three Little Pigs. If you have story suggestions, you can email me at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com or leave me a voice message using the link attached to this podcast. As always, I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.